chats. And on this episode, I'm going to share my takeaways from the women's national championship game between Florida State and BYU. Um, I've got some notes I took on my phone while I was watching the game. Uh, The big takeaway for me was just kind of talking off of what I watched was one, I thought the energy and the effort was outstanding. Um, I thought the environment was awesome. It, It was, you know, just a lot of great energy and something that I enjoyed while I was watching it. Uh, the other thing that I think, and I saw this a little bit on, you know, the Twitter sphere and all that type of stuff was the style of play. Yes, there were some phys- moments of physicality, um, but the objective of the game is to score more goals than the other team. So for some, that little physicality might be something that you need to look at and that you try. Um, Maybe that's something that fits individual player roles. So it seemed to me that there were a couple of players um, on both teams that were kind of the the ones that would take some of the fouls and and kind of keep moving on uh, type of thing. But here's some of the things I kind of ran through. The first 15 minutes was complete crazy energy. Just you could tell that the girls, the ladies, were just hyped up. Um, so there was the pressing was unreal. Um, the balls were, you know, had to play super fast. And it was just, you could just tell that there was an adrenaline. So they had to get through that first 10, 15 minutes um, of the game before they kind of really got their footing in. A couple of things that I thought right off the first 15, 20, 30 minutes was the BYU's midfield was stronger than Florida State's, um, and specifically number eight, which Later in that first half, she gets a, a nasty kind of um, scissor slide tackle 50-50 um, and has to sit out the last 10, 12 minutes of the first half. And I even noted, I thought, man, this, this could be a huge change or momentum shift. And the crazy thing was she comes back in the second half. Um, I don't think she was as impactful in the second if she's 100%. Um, but I know that her let's say 90%, 85% is probably better than a lot of 100% um, for midfielders in the college game. Uh, so I had mass respect for her. The big things that I saw was Florida State pressed, pressed, pressed. Um, goal kicks, their forwards were right on the 18. Um, when the keeper for BYU got the ball, they were right there. So when she rolled out, which is number one, I don't remember a punt in the entire game from either keeper. So that's a little thing. So they were rolling the ball out um, or playing it out with their foot. Um, But then the one thing that I thought was very interesting is in the, in the amount of play and the amount of pressing like Florida state did. um, I realized that BYU never once, not a single time. And I could be wrong that I can recall played the ball back to their keeper in the, you know, as play was going on, like an open play, which I thought was interesting because they were getting pressed so much. So there were times where their outside backs or center backs were having to make turns with a opponent on their back. Um, and if you know, for me as a coach, that's not ideal. You, the scary thing is you make one bad touch, it's stolen. And then it's a one V one versus the keeper. Um, Florida state a little bit more open to use their um their keeper in the back and actually the last 10 minutes of the half were 
they kind of played it around the back a lot more. Um, I noticed that the Florida State back line um, had a tendency to be really, really wide. Um, so their two center backs would be really wide. So they would sometimes have to use their keeper. Um, but, you know, I thought that both teams did a great job in terms of their attack. The, the one thing, and I noted it, was I thought both teams were much more dangerous going central. Uh, and it's something that I kind of thought about even with my team. So they both kept going down the flanks. BYU's outside back, number two, and again, I'm off with, num- with names. Number two was a pain in Florida State's th- side the entire first half. She just kept going down. She could take people off the dribble. She was making runs. She was dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. I thought she was tired and less impactful in the beginning of the second half. Um, but then there were a couple moments. She even created one, which uh, an opportunity for her, her, for the BYU group to score in the second half, which was just flipped over the top um, of the goal. But I thought both teams in the first half were very flank, like outside um, oriented. They kept just going and going. And what I was seeing was both of the teams were so solid defensively in the back. Um, So when you went down the outside, that allowed multiple bodies to be prepared in the middle. And especially when a defensive mid would drop in for both teams. It was number six for FSU and number eight for BYU. When they would drop in, that's another defender in there. Um, And I thought that when they got central, when both teams kind of moved the ball to the middle, that's when they were the most dangerous. Because then the options of, are you going to attack to the right or left become more apparent? And I think it puts the defenders at more difficult spots. The other thing I want to talk about defensively if your moments to make great plays were minimal, um, BYU had a couple great opportunities in the box and it was like an extra touch or a half second longer. And here comes Florida state to take it away. Uh, it happened at the other end, just a bad touch. And then it was, it was cleaned up. The transitions in this game were super, super, super fast. Meaning I lose it. There wasn't any kind of letdown. It was like right back at it. Um, transitioning to press. The one thing, too, talking about pressing with BYU, I thought it was really, really cool to see when the ball went to the sideline, BYU's body position practically faced the sideline, literally saying, I want you to go this way. I don't want to force you uh, or let you go back to the middle. So they were really squeezing the field, um, whereas Florida State was very quick to press. like They lost it, and they would come after you. Um, BYU seemed to be a little bit more patient and would wait for that ball to get to the outside. And then that's when they would press um, and attack. Big advantage to Florida State in the first half when it came to free kicks. Um, So they had more corners. uh, I think it was five or six. I think BYU had like one. Uh, And as you know, just from some of the things that Florida State had done previously in the tournament, Um, they had scored off of set pieces or crosses um, into the box. So that was dangerous, I thought, for BYU. Some of their fouls that they gave, um, you know, 20 yards past midfield um, allowed balls to get lumped in. Their keeper for BYU was spectacular in the air. Um, She was really, really confident, um, came out two-fisted balls away, I thought was really, really good. Uh, Florida State's 
keeper was never really tested, to be honest. Um, and so it's hard to say there was one goal that was taken back because of offsides. Um, probably one of the best little one twos, little great third man run by number 20 at BYU and a perfect little left footed slot. Um, and she was like a half step um, or so offside. But other than that, I don't think Florida State allowed their keeper to be put into dangerous spots. And I think as a team defensively, it's huge to like you love seeing great saves. I love seeing keepers make amazing saves. But as a coach, um, you know that if your keepers having to make crazy saves, then something's not working in front of them. And I thought Florida State. Um, for the most part, BYU, I don't recall their keeper really having to take anything really difficult um, in terms of the play. I think there was one left-footed play by a Florida State uh, player that was take, was knocked down. But other than that, nothing was, you know, you never felt like there was going to be a genuine opportunity. Um, so impact, I think, was number eight's injury. She comes back. They keep playing. Um, number six on FSU has a yellow in the first half. Um, and then there's a controversial, probably with 10, 15 minutes left in the second, she um, impedes the, a dribbler. And, you know, for me, so hard. I mean, I'm not going to referee. I'm not going to talk about the refing. Um, you know, I think, I think you have to control what you can control. And so I don't know if you can point at that as a, as a point of like, Hey, this would have helped BYU. Yes. Being up a player, would have been great if she had gotten a second um, yellow. I don't know, though, in terms of what they were trying to get done and all that, if it was going to hurt them. Here's my, uh, my big takeaway, too, as well, because I'm a coach. And so I'm always watching the coaches. And I love the two styles that were going on. Florida State's coach up in the coach's box um, area, technical area, up at the sideline and constantly kind of doing um, the other thing that I loved about him was a, there were a couple of times that his girls went down. And when I looked out, I was like, oh, that's probably just the trainer and like an assistant. No, it was him. He was out there checking on his players to see how they were doing and controlling all the ins and outs. Flip to the other side and BYU's coach, she was, um, it looked like sitting on a bench, like behind even their players bench. They had one of those kind of uh, covered benches behind like the actual bench type thing. And she was just kind of taking it all in. She was super calm. Um, you know, every time you saw it, when she had to do a sub and talking to the girls, she was just like arm around a shoulder. Um, and I thought it was really, really cool to see the two different styles of that. And you even saw it in the post-game conference and someone noted about it um, for the BYU uh, coach and her couple of players in the press conference that they're weren't like disappointed tears and all that. It was a, it was a realization of what an amazing journey, what an experience um, to get there. Uh, and I thought it was really, really cool to see the two dynamics of how one coach is kind of like, look, you're in the championship game, go out there and play, you know what the expectations are uh, and enjoy it. And then you've got the Florida state one um, who's a little bit more involved, a little more energetic, more vocal, uh, and I think it's cool to see that both of them, one, super successful. Uh, no one's going to argue that Florida State's coach, who's won his th third national title, doesn't get it done. Um, great stuff in terms of results. 
BYU's coach to be at the level that they are under her tenure speaks volumes for them um, as you go through it. And then lastly, want to just talk about a comment was made on Twitter about the lack of goals scored. Um, and my question was, was it a, was it uh, poor just because the defense was really good? Was it poor, uh, poor attacking uh, combination of the two um, did refereeing and maybe the field conditions. Was there something that kind of led to, um, you know, three games being played by four high quality teams between Santa Clara Rutgers um, and uh, I'm sorry, FSU and BYU. What was the thing that kind of, what, what was it? Um, and so for me, the big, big, big kind of look of this is I think it's just part of the game. You know, when you get to win or lose and, and it's over, I think the pressure goes up. So one of the things, like I noted earlier, BYU not using their keeper. So was there a fear of if we play it back to her, we're putting ourselves at a disadvantage? Um, you know, I haven't watched Florida State or BYU play um, other than this game that I saw here. And I've watched a little bit like clips here and there and what have you. So is that how they played all year? I don't know. Um, but I think one, when you get to this, at this level, I think you naturally get kind of like, Ooh, just t tighten up. Um, and so then your creativity maybe drops a little bit. Uh, I thought also defensively, I thought the teams were really, really good. All four of them um, in the back. I thought the keepers were really good. Um, and so I think defensively, it was really just some quality stuff. And I think if you just look, it's hard to expect 2-0 games and 2-1 games and, and all of that to all the time occur. The only other thing that I'll talk about is the penalty kick um, shootout. I am not a fan of it. I think it was awesome to continue to see them trying to figure something out. Um, you know, I've been looking at subs, so some, something as a tactic, and I looked at subs in this game, and it was pretty much one, when BYU subbed, Florida State subbed. So I thought it was going to be, you know, just kind of a who's better soccer fitness, who could last. You could tell there was a moment in, this, in the overtime uh, periods that both teams were really, really tired. Some of the crosses were poor. Some of the passes were poor. Defending was a lot of stabbing and what have you. Uh, so for me, as a kind of a old school, you know, like World Cup 90 and all that kind of stuff when I was growing up where they had golden goals and they were they would just play and play and play. That's what I would have kind of liked to see. I know it could make for a longer game, um, but just me personally, I think that would have been awesome. There's something anticlimactic about the PK shootout. Um, I think if we do it today, BYU wins it and they're the national champs. Um, you know, then we do it again uh, the following day. And, you know, the first five girls for both teams make it. Uh, but at the same time, in terms of what you control, which I talked about earlier, FSU did what they had to do and they got the win well-deserved. Um, you know, I thought again, in terms of what, was put out there that's the championship game that's got a little bit of everything 
um, from the physicality to, I thought there were some really good technical little spots in terms of great first touches. There were some good combination play. You could see um, Florida state in the second half, which is much stronger in the first 20, 25 minutes and did attack centrally. That was where they were attacking. The other thing that Florida state did better than BYU was they switched fields a lot more in the second half, which I thought, if they could do it a little bit quicker because BYU is so good at pressing to one side, if they could get the ball to the other side and then attack on, on that opposite side, either down the flank or then playing it centrally to the 18 and going, um, I think things would have opened up. Uh, but by the time Florida state started figuring out, we need to move it left to right and start attacking centrally. I, you know, that was 60, 65 minutes into the game. And at that point, so much energy had been put into it um, that I think it was just some tired legs, tired minds um, that kind of hurt it. But just kind of a random rant about the Division I Women's uh, Championship. I hope I get the opportunity to watch the men's. Um, super, super, just love, uh, enjoy just watching all kinds of different types of soccer. If you've got some, some comments, ideas, what things, what was your takeaway from the women's uh, college cup between Florida state and BYU. I'd love to hear your ideas or what things maybe I said that resonated with you. So the things I pointed out are things that I looked at and are things that for me, I'm thinking, how would this be implemented or something that could help my team at the high school level? Hey, this is Karen coaches corner chats and I'm out. Peace. The hoodie and beanie option for today's episode was brought to you by Birdbrain Apparel. Visit shopbirdbrain.com.